Welcome, I'm Chaplain Kevin, and today I'm talking with Melinda, who from an early age battled insecurity and anxiety. In the midst of her challenging circumstances and overwhelming emotions, her journey to find grace led her back home. This is Coping. Well, Melinda, thank you so much for being with me today. I'm so glad to have you here, and I'm excited to hear more about your story. Thank you so much. It's awesome to be here. You know, as I read your story, I did pick up on the main theme of grace. How do you define grace? What does that word mean to you? I equate grace with the action and feeling of coming home, Hmm. where home is a place that is welcome, it's safe, Hmm. it's secure, and it's full of forgiveness. Hmm. And the reason I chose that is because in one of the hardest seasons of my life, grace called Mm -hmm. me home physically Hmm. and spiritually. Hmm. So where in your life have you had to find this kind of grace? When I look back, I definitely remember being nervous a lot of the time. And Mm. I don't think we called it anxiety when I was growing up. Mm. Maybe somebody else did, Mm. but not in my family or church. It wasn't a word that you knew. Yes, exactly. There wasn't a way to define like Mm. what I was experiencing. Sure. So... For me, the best way I knew to deal with it was to, uh, I'm I'm an an emotional person, so Mm -hmm. I definitely would cry it out with with Mm -hmm. my parents or by myself in my bedroom. How did you know that what you were struggling with was anxiety as opposed to just the normal angst that um, any teenager might feel? That's a really good question. I definitely think it was dealing with anxiety because even though it didn't show up on the outside probably to other people Mm. it was very emotionally for me um on the inside Mm. and Mm. um and i think it's because it inhibited me from forming deeper relationships with people Mm. and I'm naturally an introverted person, and so I think Mm. I leaned into sometimes pulling away. The anxiety for you was very internal. You you perhaps weren't the the stereotypical anxious person. Mm -hmm. It was something internal that was preventing you from connecting with people, making real connections, and um, perhaps getting the support that you really needed. Exactly. Where did your journey take you next? Well... I did theater and I loved it. It was so freeing to be able to express myself and find my voice on stage. And one of the things that really stuck out to me and I think helped me is that in theater, when you do your part, you're just supposed to do your Mm. part. And when everyone Mm. does their part, it makes this beautiful Mm. piece. And that was really freeing to me. Mm. Whereas anxiety would have you believe that you had to do more than just your part. Exactly. Yeah. Being in love with theater, I worked at a, at a theater company in Houston. And mm. then from there, I decided I wanted to dig a little deeper. And so mm-hmm. I went to grad school and I got my master's in theater. And so mm. from there, 
I moved to New York City to pursue acting on the stage and had a great time there. And then mm -hmm. I moved to Los Angeles mm -hmm. because I wanted to do more more film and TV and that had just been a lifelong dream and, mm. and when I got here things were of course amazing bright lights of Hollywood sunshine <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's why I moved to Los Angeles mm. and so as you were transitioning to LA how did you get plugged into a community of support it's pretty cool. When I first moved here, a friend in New York actually put me in touch with this lady. Her and her husband and her kids, they had a house in mm. uh, the Culver City area. Mm. And their whole purpose was to give spiritually minded women mm. a place to stay while mm. they found their footing in Los Angeles. Mm. So when I got here, I met the I met that lady and her wonderful family and the rent was really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. so I had about 3 to 4 months to find a place to live and meet wow. people and mm. um I had family nearby that reached out to me and I was able to mm. reconnect with them. Yeah. So it sounds <laughs> like the transition was going pretty well. Um you mm -hmm. were getting plugged into um, a good network of um, support. You had a good living situation. You were meeting new people. Um, where did your journey take you next? So now we're fast forward to 2016. How many years had you been in LA? Uh, that would have been a year and a half to two years. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm still pursuing acting. I've met an agent and I have a manager. I'm attending a really cool church I like. And I made it a priority to, to meet someone, and I did meet someone, and I'm in love for the first time. Mm. We all can remember what being in love for the first time is. Mm -hmm. That definitely adds a whole nother layer to like whatever you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm getting called in and called back for Netflix shows and mm. other fun projects i'm meeting casting directors that have been on my list to meet mm. and i keep chasing my dreams i keep mm. setting those goals i'm crossing them off i'm going to networking events and it's the same thing on repeat mm. repeat 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 and i think the anxiety really came in when i wasn't booking those jobs i wasn't bringing in any money from acting mm. All of this hard work, I mean, it's basically a full-time job, like mm. pursuing mm. work and doing these creative projects in hopes that mm. like you'll make it. And I wasn't seeing any fruit of that. Mm -hmm. And then I had to find, they call it a survival job, right? Mm. For actors, you mm. want that survival job so you can pay the bills, so you can mm. do acting. And then it just hit me one day, like, I'm not really enjoying this mm. whole process I feel really lonely. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've met cool people, but I'm not having like mm -hmm. deep relationships with them. Yeah. I feel like far from God. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you were running around doing a lot of things um, to become successful. Mm -hmm. Why did you feel um, that all of a sudden it hit you that you weren't happy? I think I was looking for a place to belong looking for a home in a sense and mm. I that's where grace I think started to call me and mm. point those things out to me so then I'm real I've realized 
these things. And to be honest, I'm in a lot of debt and mm. I'm not making enough money to cover my bills and not ask for help. And mm. as you get older, every year in life, that becomes a little embarrassing. And <laughs> you're like, okay, I need to adult now. I need to become an adult. <laughs> and so, um, so I decided to stop doing acting and to figure mm. out what full-time career uh, I should be doing. And not having learned anything from the past, I, I, I kept striving. I jumped in even harder. I was in this mindset of it doesn't matter what, I'm just going to make anything work. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I decided to do digital marketing. I landed my first job and doing mm. marketing. I hated it, so I quit. <laughs> and then without taking any time to slow down mm. or listen, mm. and I say listen because I was definitely praying Mm. a lot but I wasn't Mm. listening I I didn't stop Mm. I didn't listen I just Mm. kept going I have to figure this out I have to get out of debt I have to make Mm -hmm. something work and uh, I took a position doing social media marketing and it was a dream job honestly Mm. Um, but it turned into a nightmare and Mm. and it was totally um, on me because I didn't ask the right questions in the job interview because I just so badly wanted the job. Mm. It was um, Mm. completely wrong. Mm. How does anxiety play into all of this? Well, at the time, I don't think I realized that it was anxiety. Mm. So in order to combat those feelings, um, I just just ignored them, to Mm. be honest. Mm. And that was allowing the anxiety to build and to be played out in poor decision making and uh, not stopping to to deal with it because maybe subconsciously you knew it was so big that if you stopped, it would be uh, pretty overwhelming to try to start dealing with. Yeah. And the other piece to that puzzle is that I was very much in love with one of the most amazing person I've ever met. Mm. Um, he was... He is kind and loving and Mm. super supportive. Mm. And I didn't want to lose him because Mm. I couldn't figure this out. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also felt like I don't want to tell him what's really Mm. going on inside of me because then maybe he won't love me. Mm. And I think that Grace came along and was like knocking at my door Mm -hmm. going, you just have to listen to me and mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. like Emily Freeman says the next right step mm. um but the anxiety comes in because there's that terror there of what is the next right step mm-hmm. i just accepted this job mm-hmm. it's all wrong for me mm. if i quit it mm. um what will happen to mm. this amazing thing i found oh mm-hmm. i'm like tearing up <laughs> oh yeah it's like reliving all those emotions all over yeah. again. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. Whew. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Be Well Resources. Be Well is a wellness organization that provides mental and spiritual tools for whole person health. B 
Be Well helps you develop your unique gifts and discover your calling. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Be Well Resources to take your next steps toward being well. Welcome back. So, I was completely determined that Mm. this job was going to be right for me Mm. because I didn't want to accept that it wasn't and Mm. lose what I had found or what God had brought into my life. So I worked a lot of overtime. I drank a lot of coffee, which if you deal with anxiety in general, you know, coffee is not the thing to do. (laughs) Um, I would go into the office early. I would leave late. I would work at home a lot to prove to myself and to the people that had hired me that they didn't make a mistake, that I didn't make a mistake. But all the while, there's that underlying fear Mm -hmm. um, all day, all night. And um, then it finally came to a breaking point one day and I felt lightheaded. Mm. Um, I couldn't stop crying. Mm. My, I remember my body was shaking Mm. and, and I didn't want to go to the job. I just, I didn't want to go in. I think it was a weekend and I, I knew what was waiting for me on Monday and I, I couldn't keep up. I couldn't, keep up with the job. I couldn't make sense of it. It was just making me crazy. I felt like I was going crazy and, um, Mm. and I didn't know what else to do. And Mm. I was in my apartment and I was all by myself. And I just, this wave of emotions just came over me and I, I couldn't reframe my thinking and I couldn't calm down. I I didn't know what else to do. Mm. Um, so I called my parents Mm. (laughs) And, oof. and it's, it's interesting to me because the first person I didn't call was this man that I love because mm. I didn't want to be mm. rejected by him. Right. The risk of telling him what was going on and how hard things were for you it felt a little bit too vulnerable and risky that he might see a different side of you and not love that side of you. Yes, exactly. And also, I had gotten into this pattern of accepting a job, quitting it, accepting it, quitting Mm. it, accepting it, quitting it. Mm. And so to Mm. admit to him that I needed to quit yet Mm. another job Mm. was almost too much. Yeah. So. So you called your parents and what happened next? Yeah. So, of course, they're amazing. And, um... And they were like really worried about me. They had never heard me quite like this. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, they encouraged me the best they knew how. But uh, we yeah. finally decided that it would be best if I came home. Mm-hmm. And so um, I packed up my bags and I drove all the way from L.A., to Houston in two days Mm. and I remember I didn't listen to any music Mm. I just gave my parents updates so they knew I was safe I kind of just took in the scenery Mm -hmm. of being on the open road Mm -hmm. why was it so important to you at that time I think 
I had so many emotions mm. that I didn't know how to process them.、Mm-hmm. It was kind of like this bottleneck we're experiencing in the distribution line because、mm-hmm. of COVID.、Mm-hmm. I feel like my emotions were、right. stuck somewhere and they couldn't、right. get out. Right. And, um, And I did cry a lot on the way home. I'm、mm. sure I prayed a lot.、Mm. Yeah. And, and when you prayed, what were you praying? Well, in addition to just asking for help,、um, mm. I think a part of my prayer life that was missing was just listening.、Mm. I just needed to listen. And the only thing I heard was go home.、Mm. So that's what I did. Yeah. Back to your definition of grace. Yes. <laughs> so you heard God say, go home. What happened next? So I made it home. And of course, my parents want to help me as best they can. And this is the time where I formulated my thoughts that I had had a panic attack and was dealing with anxiety. And、hmm. I think it was freeing to name it.、Hmm. To give、mm-hmm. it a name instead、sure. of feeling like there's just forever this thing wrong with me. Right. Forever this deep internal battle I'm having、right. with myself all the time. And、right. once you name something, you can、mm-hmm. get help. Sure. So that's、um, what I、yeah. did. And、yeah. um, in Texas, there are several mega churches. They All have counseling departments where you、mm. can apply to get free counseling.、Mm. And as you know, I was broke and、mm. um, didn't have a lot of money to spend、mm. on that. And so I think through my family, through community,、mm-hmm. yeah. through、um, a counselor, I felt like I was starting to put roots into the things that really mattered.、Mm. So I had been home for about two months. And I felt like the tears had finally stopped. I felt very grounded. So I came back to Los Angeles in March 2019. My sweet boyfriend、uh, accepted me. I mean, we had a lot to talk through.、Um, and, and I think to know that I could trust him with that information was a game changer in our relationship. And then we got married in September、mm-hmm. of 2019. And so I'm newly married.、Mm-hmm. I'm still、right. kind of figuring out my career and what's happening with that. And then,、uh, not but six months later,、mm. we're dealt this、um, pandemic coming to the US. And two years into the pandemic, how are you doing with your anxiety? How's everything now?、Mm-hmm. The beginning of it was、mm. pretty hard for me. I definitely freaked out. And, and for anyone struggling with、mm. anxiety, the, the thoughts and fears of the unknown are pretty much、mm-hmm. like what drive it.、Mm. But I would say that everything is going really well.、Mm-hmm. And the reason、mm-hmm. for that is、um, mm. the very、mm-hmm. beginning of the pandemic. I knew that I needed to reach out. For help.、Mm-hmm. And so I knew I was coming in with this named thing of anxiety.、Mm-hmm. 
Um, but we, we mm -hmm. dug into it a little bit mm -hmm. more. We dug into how to process it, who I am as a person, what are the things that can trigger it for me, mm -hmm. and how with my personality can I mm -hmm. process that. I actually found a career where I became a professional organizer and part of my business is helping people create spaces that allow room for breathing, that allow room for listening. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if you are helping other people find home in the way that you were able to find it. Yes, that's always my prayer before each session when I work with clients that I am able to to give them the best of myself, but also that I can help their homes mm. become a sacred place to lead them to grace mm. that they need yeah. to move forward in their lives. Because um, you're right, home is where mm. I was led back to grace and was able to restore my faith. Yeah. So what advice do you have for those that may be struggling with grace in their own lives? What do you say to them? I would say to just stop the striving, mm. to just stop. Mm. And um, oftentimes that's followed by breathing. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Don't forget to breathe, yeah. <laughs> yeah physically breathing. Yeah. Um, and then when you've stopped, um, I find that I've created space because I've stopped to take the next step. And for me, mm. that is to drive, uh, drive yourself home. Mm. I physically drove myself home. And mm. then when I needed to... And during the pandemic, I figuratively drove myself to help, to get someone come alongside me and help me process. Mm. And so home can be different to you. Maybe it's being outside in nature. Maybe it's calling mm. that friend. Whatever mm. it is, yeah. I would just say drive yourself home. Mm. Melinda, thank you so much for sharing your story with me today. Thank you for your vulnerability, your... Uh, life lessons that I know will touch so many as we continue to endure in this very stress-filled world. Thank you, Melinda. Thank you so much for having me.